Support for the Great Quad Cities Listen on WVIK comes from the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation. Hello, this is Greg Aguilar from East Moline Quad Cities. Elvia Aguilar from East Moline Quad Cities. Greg Aguilar is the Director of Talent Attraction and Retention for the Quad Cities Chamber of Commerce. He and his mother, LVF, recorded this story at the Boys and Girls Club in Moline during Mercado on 5th. So I want to start uh, very simple. Where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born in Tariacuri, Michoacán, in the municipio of Zacapu, Michoacán. And what country is that? That is in Mexico. Okay, and so tell me about your uh, your upbringing. Did you have a family? Who did you grow up with? Yeah, I grew up with my three older sisters, then my brother and a younger sister. And I had a very happy childhood in a small town, very, very small, like, oh, I don't know, maybe 3,000 people. And I went to school, and I was happy. I used to play a lot, and I didn't worry about nothing except what am I going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> but not because uh, I we were poor or anything. It was because I was hungry all the time. <laughs> you like to eat. I like to eat, yes. What, 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 were, what were some of your favorite meals growing up? Uh, my favorite meals? Uh, everything. <laughs> like everything. <laughs> but what I liked it was during the harvest time, I used to enjoy going to the... Uh, the little places where they sell food on the streets. And I used to go for buñuelos or taquitos or atole. Your family has been in the Quad Cities for well over 100 years. Right. Members of our family have been here. What did you first hear? When did you first hear about the Quad Cities when you were in Mexico? I grow up knowing about the Quad Cities because my father always used to tell me about his mother that lived in Bettendorf and his brothers living in Bettendorf. So I I was born with it. So in Tariacuri, Michoacán, which is central Mexico, you're looking at 2,000 miles away since your whole life you have known that you had family in the Quad Cities. Yes, I did. Now, can you talk about the time when you've heard that you were going to move to the United States? Well, again, it's something that I always knew it was going to happen, only we didn't know when. And it was very expensive to come all at once. So there comes my father in 1962. Then uh, he started working and saving money. And 1967, uh, my brother was able to come. And then 1968, my other two sisters came up. And then 1969, I came up. And then my mother and my other sister in 1971. And then we all were here by summer of 1971. Where did you move to? Davenport, Iowa. Do you remember the? Or do you remember what part of Davenport? Oh yes, uh, three twenty one West Sixth Street in Davenport. Right downtown. Right downtown. It was the hippies times, and I used to walk with no shoes, and it was so much fun for me to pretend I was a hippie walking without <laughs> shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you remember of the people in downtown? What did it look like? What was the vibe like in downtown Davenport? Okay, I was kind of shy because of no English, but everybody will give you the sign of peace. Every car will go by at peace, uh, love and peace. And I remember asking my aunt, what did that mean? And, and I made in the peace sign. What did that mean? Oh, that, that means uh, love and peace or peace and love. Peace and love. Uh-huh. 
So that w- you didn't see that in Mexico before you left? No, no, I didn't see that, no. And again, my love in Mexico was just one small town and once in a while going to the city like once a week to pick up big things. But no, for me, it was a beautiful life in a small town. Now, mm-hmm. what was your first job when you got here to the United States? It was at Black Hawk Hotel in downtown uh, Davenport. Uh, and I remember that uh, they hired me on the spot also. And I had to work on the 11th floor. And I didn't know how to say 11th because it was a, a le- elevator man. And I used to say 11, but I only knew how to count to 10. So then I have to learn to say 11. <laughs> but that was hard for me. But I finally, but I will, I cannot go from what floor? 11. No, I have to go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, because I cannot remember. <laughs> oh, so in order for you to know what floor number, you had to say every number before it. Before I can, I never, I didn't learn. It took me a while to learn 11. And, <laughs> and so how did you learn English? Just by talking to people, writing, and I hear a word, and I will ask my aunt or my sisters. They knew something. But then when I surpass my sister's English, then I will ask my aunt. And she was always there to help me accommodate the sentences. If I wanted to ask a question to the supervisor or somebody, I have to ask my aunt for the sentence. After the Black Hawk Hotel, where did you work? I went to another hotel. Uh, at that time was Clayton House. It was recently teared down by the arsenal. Right. And um, that was I went there because they paid 10 cents more. And I was able to work a few more hours. So how much were you making at that hotel then? Oh, I think it was one forty-five. A dollar forty-five an hour. Dollar forty-five. And then you all, you jumped into manufacturing after working in the hotels. Where did you go for manufacturing? Uh, Sears Manufacturing. Okay. Sears Manufacturing. I really like that, and I have very good memories of Sears Manufacturing, because even though at that time I didn't know, but I still have in my mind that they say that I was too good of a worker, and one day that I got sad and I quit. The supervisor sent somebody to get me because they cannot let me go. Mm. That really makes me proud. And one of the things that I'm most proud of you for is having the most seniority. Or we are, Do you have the most seniority uh, on the floor over at John Deere Harvester? Uh, on my In my department, I do. Okay. But on the whole shop, is, uh, I think like I'm number 10. Okay, you're in the top 10. Of most, oh, and how yes. many years have you been working at John Deere Harvester? Since 1974, so it's 43 years. How did you get from Sears Manufacturing to John Deere Harvest or to John Deere? Oh, I met a guy at that time. Was uh, I met a guy and he was working at um, John Deere, and my sisters were not happy working in a hospital, and they say that they want an application to work for John Deere. So this uh, man, a guy that I met that now is my husband, he took the the applications and we filled them up. And he turned them in, and they called us. They called me and my sisters All right. to work on an interview. And it was hard because no English. It was only three years after I got here. But uh, somehow I made it. I really want the listeners to hear about your early experiences. Was it easy? Was it hard? What was it like working in a factory? Uh, at Sears, it was, uh, it was okay. It was okay. But John Deere... Oh, that was hard. Very, very hard. Uh, I have no words to say how extremely hard it was. Because if I was a laborer, just thinking of pushing sand with a broom 
that sometimes will break the handles. You can imagine how heavy the sand was. And then if you have to shovel that sand, imagine if you use a small shovel, it will take you all day and your back will kill you. If you use a heavy shovel, a big shovel, it will be even worse because then your arms will be hurting a lot. And then uh, men will not be always compassionate because they believe that if I wanted to earn money as a man, I have to work as a man. And um, it was all kinds of uh, tales all the time, opinions, but it was hard. It was hard. And how many years have you been working now for John Deere? 43 years. And you're still still working? I'm there. still working, and I'm planning on working a few more years. A few more years. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So a lot of conversation right now, especially in our Quad Cities, is that a lot of people aren't thinking about working in manufacturing anymore. How does that make you feel that people are thinking maybe manufacturing isn't a good opportunity? Do you think manufacturing was a good opportunity? It was for me because you have to see with no school, no English, what else do I expect? So I believe that uh, even people from here with English and even with college I think it's a, it's a good opportunity. You can have a very good life if you know how to handle your money, and it's a good chance to make money. And it's what I came for, to earn money and to work. So I was very lucky. I feel very, very lucky that I am able to help my husband uh, and put the checks together and raise our family and enjoy a good life. Well, mm-hmm. You know, my last question to you is, what was your American dream and do you feel that you have achieved it? Uh, well, my, again, my American dream was to come and work and be able to buy mostly what I want. Not always what I want, but close by to what I want. And to get married, uh-huh, and uh, to get married and have children, and maybe I stay home and raise my kids. But then... I changed my mind to work because two checks will give you a better life than one. What I like the best is being able to help my husband with a good check every week. I think it's great. Is there any any final message you want to give to anyone either starting in manufacturing or any immigrant that is uh, currently in the struggle or currently experiencing life in general as an immigrant in the United States? So what do you got to say? Uh, hang in there. Everything passes. Just like the good passes, the bad passes. Just God never pass. And hang in there, and you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, and uh, don't lose hopes. There is a lot of good people around here that are willing to help you. Don't be afraid to ask, because your neighbor or that person that you never see, they're willing to help you. They just want you to ask. Excellent. Well... Thank you for all of you who are listening. I do appreciate it. My name is Greg Aguilar from East Moline Quad Cities, and I want to thank you for listening to our great Quad Cities Listen. Elvia Aguilar from East Moline, thank you for listening, and hang in there. Life continues, and it's beautiful. Greg and Alvia Aguilar, sharing their story as part of the Great Quad Cities Listen. To share your story, sign up for a time to record at greatqclisten.org. Support for this project comes from the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation.